Hey, I welcome you all to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast today with your hosts Bernhard Gunther and Laura Matsu. And the title of today's show is The Agenda to Eliminate the Soul and the Holistic Solution. So that ties obviously into contemporary events and what lays ahead of us and most importantly, what we can do about it. But before we dive into that, um, let's just share a little bit what we have been up to. We actually just came back from a little vacation. We went to the magnificent Grand Canyon and it was quite a profound experience. I've been there many, many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, but this time I really was able to take it in, to absorb it. And it was a great time to be there because, kind of silver lining, because what's happening in the world with COVID and whatnot, there were actually not that many tourists there at all. And just being there, I don't know if everybody has been there, you know, it's really hard to describe. Even pictures don't do justice unless you're really there, mm -hmm. right? And what was for me the most profound experience, almost like a spiritual experience, just standing there at the edge and looking over the canyon, down the canyon, and you really look deep down into the past, like billions of years ago, the lowest layer was created. And there was a certain stillness and just intensity of energy, also this desert-type energy. And it's really like the best way I can describe it, looking at the at a God-made cathedral, so to speak, a yeah. huge uh, uh, temple. Yeah, there's a temple. word. There's a word for. I don't remember the word. I wish I remembered it. But when nature is so like, there's basically a word for when nature is so compelling that it creates a spiritual experience within you. It might be related. It's I think it's related to imminence. You know, imminence is when the divine mother manifests in the material world in form and you just get captivated by it i've had that experience many times in nature where i just i just being present fully present in nature can give you a spiritual experience if you're able to be present with it that is <laughs> yeah it, it, almost like it automatically stills your mind that's what i experienced yes you know yes just the energy is yes. just so grounding yes so exactly it was just very very you know needed and i can in this day and age highly recommend to take time off and go to nature even if the possibility to you know camp to camp out in 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 on the ground and whatnot but also to go to just look into the vastness of of nature i think that's what you're referring to like you realize yes. how small we are right and how nature also this is the realization i had whenever i spend time in nature especially at places like this and really contemplate is that nature is fine yeah <laughs> This planet is going to survive with or without humans, so to speak, you know? So yeah. and there's a high energy. There's also, you know, there's the energy of nature, but there's this spiritual potency. There's there's a divine plan. There's a divine will. There's goodness out there, right? And it really put into perspective for me what, what really matters in a sense. Because I remember we went out to the Grand Canyon, just, you know, walked around the ledge and, and <clears throat> contemplated and just took and took it all in. And then coming back uh, to the place we stayed at overnight and then just checking Twitter or Facebook, what's happening in the world. And it's so um, toxic yes. in a sense. You know what I mean? It's like it was very com uh, difficult in a sense because, you know, with what's happening in the world, the ensemble we need to be aware of, but it's so easy. It's a big, What I like to point out, it became so clear how pathology has become normalized with what's happening in the world. I'm not just talking about COVID lockdown, but this whole woke leftist agendas and all of that, what's happening there. Yeah. You know, for me, that was just so, dis people are so disconnected from nature, so disconnected from themselves, from their own soul. Yes. And living according to ideologies and agenda that is anti-divine. I actually... Is, again, goes against natural law, literally. Yeah, I heard something really interesting, you know, about how kind of atheists tend to champion for in the environmental agenda and other ideologies as a replacement for god yeah. so when you don't have um you know a, a system of a value system based on spirituality you find replacements in mm. ideologies 
you know, so a lot of people who maybe there's a lot of atheists who actually join the environmentalism movement, interestingly, because they also want to combat quote unquote climate change. Well, not only that, but they're looking for meaning in their life. And so, you know, what provides me meaning is my own spiritual value system and the things that, you know, provide that. But when you don't have that, you replace it with other ideologies, basically. Yeah. And then also what I wanted to say, they want to fight quote unquote climate change with this whole topic in itself, the man-made climate change uh, movement, so to speak climate emergency and extinction uh, extinction rebellion that's what it's called right yes. that's kind of like the next agenda what's happening right now after covid they're pushing that and project veritas already uh, exposed that in cnn that they want to literally uh, install more fear into the population because of climate change and emergency yeah. and the world is ending I and mean, we do something about it but what you said about atheists supporting this um, um this uh, climate change agenda the globalist agenda is they're playing God because they also want to fight it or quote unquote fight it or control the climate via technology that ties into uh, um, uh, geoengineering and all of that. So they, by not recognizing spirit or the divine, they want to play God, you know, even with population control and all of that, what's happening you now with the vaccine and all that, yeah. which we also get into. But um, yeah, you're right. It's all about very being disconnected. That's the irony. Most people who are like hardcore environmentalists or climate change fighters are very much disconnected from nature and disconnected from spirit. Yeah, not all the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's some people speaking, who are, you know, living. I, I met quite a few people who live in nature and are very big champions for the environment. It's the thing is, is that they get hooked on this ideology without wanting to look at alternative opinions, you know, and it's also. I, what I see it as as well is a lot of people are used to living their lives deeply in fear, even before COVID hit, because yeah. they have unresolved trauma, because their nervous system is constantly activated through accumulative stress. And so what happens is, is you find external situations that match the urgency that your nervous system is running on. So if you're always in fear, then you're going to, of course, you're going to think the world is going to end. Of course, you think that, that the next big awful thing is coming because that's what the state of your nervous system. Let me rephrase it. Maybe it's, it's all externalized, you know, because I wrote an article, people can check it out on my website a few years ago, three or four years ago, 2017, on this topic called climate change and the time of transition. And I have a very different view on this whole climate change. It's not about denying that climate change is not happening, but is it truly man-made? What is really happening? And, you know, you cannot separate what's happening outside in the world, including the weather, from our inner state of being. And then there's also, you know, the where I agree with this extinction rebellion movement is that, you know, if if we we you know, obviously plastics cause a problem to the ocean, you know, there's many points that I agree with on there on on that, but it's the question is is whatever the Biden administration is proposing as a solution to climate change is just like politics and it's like not going to do anything anyway it has yeah. nothing to do with actually no, wanting to help yeah um that's on the night like that's the whole what people understand if you question the climate change the official climate change version of the greater thunberg and all of that who is like a, a tool for the globalists anyways doesn't mean that we support pollution <laughs> you know what i mean yeah there's and a all really great so it's, um, it's, it's really about putting things in perspective not falling in black and white uh, thinking but there is definitely a globalist agenda, you know, that ties into population control. When when we uh, you go into this whole official quote unquote consensus of climate change, by yeah. the by by uh, by the uh, scientific community that is deeply corrupted, you know, based on the Church of Scientism, really. Yeah, it's also you know, there's a really great book. I've only read the shorter version of it, meaning like kind of the Coles notes version of it, called "Apocalypse Never: Why Environmental Alarmism Hurts Us All," and it's actually written by an environmental scientist, and he's a climate scientist, and he talks about it's it's really this climate environmental alarmism, which I fell for, by the way, when I was in college. I was like, "Oh my god, the world's going to end by 2030." And is the world going to end in nine years? You know, that's the question. Yeah, so according he, to what's his name, Al Gore, all them, uh, we should have been already like the West and East Coast underwater. <laughs> yeah, billions of people are going to die, you know. Um, 
But that's how they work with the agenda, similar, no different than COVID. It's about, that's how the matrix works, the fear frequency to keep people in fear and afraid. Yeah, and there's all sorts of corruption, you know, that's very well known in the environmental movement, you know, greenwashing. We see that everywhere as where you now corporation, and, and it's actually, there's not only greenwashing going on now, but there's racism uh friendly washing as well going on with people saying that they support blm or george floyd or whatever well, the virtual signaling yeah right? exactly it's all under the category of virtual signaling but what happens is is all these corporations have jumped on board to the environmental movement who don't give a crap about the environment they're just doing it to it's sell more products exactly. it's a marketing campaign it's called exactly. greenwashing and so yeah. there's so much corruption within within the environmental movement in itself and powerful financial interest who are um, steering the narrative but that's besides the point of yeah that was what we're just talking a, about today exactly. I just want to reflect on the our, our time in the nature and Grand Canyon if you haven't been highly highly recommended it's a good time to be there right now actually no it's not because it's entering tourist season oh, now so, so we just hit the maybe end maybe you missed the window yeah you, this is like peak season and I mean the thing also that surprised me actually no it was kind of a wake up call being there because you know, I've I've been in Canada and Australia for most of my life, mostly Canada, you know, and it was kind of interesting to see kind of regular Americans, I guess you could say, wearing masks outside. And it's not just the masks. The thing is, is like America has been well known to be extremely unhealthy for a while. So, of course, they're going to make health choices that are not also um you know, that that are not healthy either because they've been like when you're eating fast food and you're eating stuff with all sorts of hydrogenated oils and all sorts of bad food, like a mask means nothing to you. Look at the rest of the lifestyle. So that was that was very interesting for for us because we live in a very kind of small town here. You know, and just seeing that, I mean, just it's just an, another reality check that, you know, people are complaining a lot about how unhealthy it is to wear a mask. And I agree, especially outside, like it's not necessary. But a lot of people who are wearing a mask have been unhealthy for a while. So that's the topic we're more going to get into in this podcast is this agenda to eliminate the soul with medicine that Rudolf Steiner spoke about has been going on for decades now, if not longer. So this is not anything new and it's not just about the vaccine. This is about mainstream medical, the mainstream medical mafia in general. So maybe just to set the the context and stage to understand what do we mean by eliminate the soul so we're talking about the soul so we're getting, going more into the metaphysical esoteric realm as well obviously um which you just mentioned with bad lifestyles bad foods bad diet lack of exercise and all pharmaceuticals all kinds of pollution emf radiation and whatnot you can encounter in chemtrails and all of that is obviously uh, um, polluting the body so it's also about in a sense, destroying the vessel, the body, make it toxic. Yes. And the reason why we call uh, the agenda to eliminate the soul relates to Rudolf Steiner, which we'll uh, talk about him shortly in his quote uh, from a lecture he gave in 1917, literally talking about what's happening right now and has been happening for many, many years, years, but now more obvious. Uh, Because from a metaphysical perspective, which we have talked about, which our work is all about, we have taught in our course as well, is about the process of embodiment. Mm-hmm. And the process of embodiment ties into the great work and uh, the alchemical great work of, of work towards awakening and, and embodiment, as, as um, people may know who are aware of our work, means not just being in touch with your body, but it's about soul integration, to grow the soul, to anchor the soul in the body, to bring the soul to the front, as many different esoteric and spiritual traditions have talked about in their own way. Yes. Right? Because it's like, it's not... To taken for granted that we have our right away connected to our soul to our true self right there needs to be conscious efforts we are mostly uh, most people identified with the false personality with the all kinds of wounds shadow aspect unconscious trauma that is driving them mm-hmm. but deep down inside is the inner being the soul hidden behind the heart as it's called in many traditions and we need to bring it to the front to connect that or as Gurdjieff said to grow the soul right but we need a healthy body, a healthy vehicle, a healthy vessel to anchor the soul, to anchor the divine within. Yes. So the ultimate agenda of these, of this, um, of the elite out there, be it from the pharmaceutical industry, Monsanto, and all of that that are polluting us and uh, toxifying the bodies, is to to destroy the body 
on some level to um, disconnect us from our soul, so to speak. The soul itself can never really be destroyed, a true self, right? So eliminating the soul is not about destroying the soul, but rather disconnecting us more and more from our essence. So it we're almost like it removes it from the body, I think. Exactly. It removes it from a body. I've seen like, you know, certain psychics have talked about as well that almost the, for many people, the soul hangs on in a thin thread, so to speak, yes. disconnected from the body. Yeah, if you look at like, I'm sure many of you seen hardcore opiate addicts or people even hardcore addicted to um, any psychopharmacology, far, sorry, psychiatric drugs, um, that happens. I'm, sh yeah. I'm sure many people have had that experience. So can I read my, I'll read what I Please, wrote about yeah. that. So this was inspired by the uh, famous quote, trust the experts that is always going around lately. Um, so this is what I wrote on Facebook. Some of you may have seen this. 10 years ago today, I was addicted to painkillers, deeply traumatized and didn't feel that there was any way out of the situation I was in except to try and kill myself. I felt hopeless because I trusted the experts and they made me worse and I didn't know who to turn to anymore. I saw psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists. They put me on benzodiazepine. They put me on antipsychotics. They put me on sleeping pills, antidepressants, and they diagnosed me with a mental illness. I got off those because they didn't work. The pain in my problems didn't go away. In fact, they got much worse. So I tried other pharmaceuticals like morphine, Dilaudid. The pain went away, at least temporarily, but I got sick whenever I wasn't on these drugs. So I checked into detox. I trusted the experts there. They put me on methadone. They said it would be better for me than the drugs I was doing. They said it would make the detox smoother. I told them no, I wanted to get off all the drugs and they convinced me that it was safer to do it this way. It actually felt basically the same as the drugs I was on before and my body got addicted to that too. Not one of these experts spoke to me about trauma. Not one of these experts asked me about the experiences I had lately that brought me into their office. Not one of these experts asked me about my family history, my relationships, my diet. I was barely eating those days and even how I was feeling lately. My life turned around when I stopped trusting the experts and started trusting my own body. My life turned around when I started to explore holistic methods for healing, starting with my physical body, then working on my emotional body, and then working on my spiritual body. My life turned around when I realized the cure for the pain was in facing the pain. So no, I'm not going to be peer pressured into trusting the experts again. I'm not going to be peer pressured into taking experimental medical treatments that these experts are pushing. I've seen someone who was supposed to be one of the best psychiatrists in the country. And while I was telling me, him my stories of feeling terrified all the time, especially around men, I had just been sexually abused at the time. He didn't even look at me as he scribbled on his pad and paper a prescription for four different types of psychiatric drugs. I was 23 at the time. That was one of the many moments for me when I realized many of these health experts in quotations in this modern world were not only helping me, but they were causing serious harm. I will not be pressured into taking medication my body doesn't need ever again. I will not trust the experts, but I will trust in my own body's intelligence and capacity for healing instead. I will trust in holistic health and healing methods because they're the reason that I am alive and thriving today. And um, I mean, there's mm -hmm. many pieces here, but uh, the main thing that I that I know from personal experience as someone who's been on a multitude of psychiatric drugs starting from my late teens in, into my late 20s, so a decade, and even having several family members also on those drugs, is they do cut off your emotional body. They do cut you off from your, they cut you way off from your intuition, not even just a little bit off, your true self, you know, your conscience even as well. There's many things, especially, I mean, some of them are more destructive than others. But for me, like I was a very high anxiety person because of trauma, because my nervous system was stuck on on, was stuck on a, um, was once on sympathetic survival mode. And not, not one of these people talked to me about it. Maybe because I, you know, wasn't going to the right psychiatrist or whatever. You can say whatever you want, but even the psychiatrist I went to, he was very hard to get an appointment with. It was at one of the most prestigious universities, uh, medical centers in in Canada. Like it's the name, like as a well known. I'm not gonna say the name, but it's the name is well known as Harvard. And he and I remember that moment, in spite of how traumatized I was, but I could not believe that I was telling him these stories. 
And he wasn't even making eye contact with me. He was just writing on his prescription and gave me the thing and, and left. And this was like an insane amount of drugs too. It wasn't just like a normal amount, like four different drugs for a 23-year-old, antipsychotic, antidepressant, sleeping pill, and a weird amount of benzodiazepines. And just giving that to a 23-year-old without asking any questions. So that was the moment when I realized actually how irresponsible some of these quote-unquote experts were. And obviously, you know, not telling anyone what to do. I don't think that it's smart to just suddenly detox entirely off of um, medication. You've yeah, been taking for, the record, for a long we're not, time. We're not here giving yeah, we're not giving advice. health advice. <laughs> and it took, and I have to say, it did take me a long time to recover from that physically, you know, just on a physical level. And I was eating super healthy. I was exercising, you know, five days a week for several hours a day to detox my system because I was also taking painkillers later, which really wreck your system. And it was actually the methadone and the other drug, I forget what it's called, they give you when you're coming off of painkillers. And that was really hard. Like I had to face an immense amount of anxiety. I had to face an immense amount of emotional pain that's still being processed now from time to time. It comes up, you know. Um, And I couldn't do any deep soul or healing work until I was off that medication. And that's the truth. That's a harsh truth for some people who may be on medication and really want to, you know, be a part of their own healing. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that I started to get to a much deeper level once I was 100% off every pharmaceutical. And so, and so that's what I, and, and I noticed because you know, when I was traumatized and taking benzodiazepines to cover up the anxiety I felt because my nervous system was jacked on, way on, on all the time, meaning I was anxious, I was having panic attacks, you know, what it did is it calmed me down and it was a false calm. So I could do things, I could get in, I could even get into relationships with people who I who maybe weren't right for me because I had what they call, um, you know, in polyvagal theory, uh, faulty neuroception is where I was seeing dangerous situations as safe and safe situations as dangerous. And so there's many things that can, you know, that can throw off the, the, the emotional body and the intuition is such a subtle energy. And so taking these medications was numbing my emotional body. So I had no idea what I was doing, the choices I was making, you know, I was just surviving. I was just, you know, learning how to just be relatively falsely relaxed in a world that was terrifying for me. Um, so that takes a long time. And that's also why personally, like, you know, if you are on medication, you want to get off them. It's not good to, to go from zero to 100, but also know that it is a hard and, and tough journey, but it's worth it. You won't get your life back into your full capacity, your full creative self-actualization until you're not. And that's just the truth, you know, I, and I hate to say it because also some people may have to take medication, you know, to some extent for even illnesses or whatever. And it may be a long and rocky road for them to find holistic health treatments. And I'm not one to give any medical advice. I just need to say that. But I just know for myself, you know, um, the hardest part for me after adjusting being off these medications was being like a sensitive and alive person in a pathological world. So a lot of people are using medications to actually numb that so that they can survive in a pathological world. Yeah. Yeah, and what you share, your your very personal experience, put it in context in the bigger picture, this is literally what millions, tens of millions of people, at least in the US, are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Yes. And it's normalized, like you just said, it's... Um, pathology becoming normalized and again reminds me of of the famous quote by krishnamurti it's no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society yes so that's what these medicines they do with antidepressants or any these pharmaceuticals that change your brain struct chemistry numb your emotions numb your pain and all of this they give you like you know they try to adjust you to a to a world that's already pathological yeah right they say you need to adjust to that, so they just you know numb you. It's like um, um, they do it's numb the, you, the classical yeah. Aldous Huxley "Brave New World" type. Yes, even right? proven. Oh, but by the way, you know, Tylenol makes people less empathic. Tylenol and like yeah. how many people take Tylenol just on a regular multiple basis, times like, a, like a supplement almost. Yeah, and I was actually you know looking back, I can see that I was a highly sensitive you know child, highly sensitive young adult. And I was being put in situations also because of my own astrology, I have to say. There's always a karmic reason why this happens. Um, 
in traumatic situations and I was deeply suffering and I had no idea what to do with it. And so I was just taking this medication to mask the pain that I felt. And, um, and that, cause that, that's the only, that's the solution they were offering the me way, to, by the way, that's like when to go see a therapist or like you need, to, I, I, and it, as a teenager, I went to go see a therapist and I'm a millennial. So maybe it was different for your generation, you know, but when you were a teenager and you went to go see, um, a doctor for depression, they would just give you drugs right away. Yeah. And it, that's not only with pharmaceuticals, because it's the whole agenda, even looking at the bigger picture again in light of the topic of the agenda to eliminate the soul. Because as you described, it really dis disconnected from your true self, right? From yes. your soul being, from your divine inner guidance, right? You're yeah. easily manipulated. You become also easier subject to be manipulated by occult hostile forces obviously because that's how it works from the occult perspective yeah because you're out of body out right? of body totally exactly there, you yeah. know that's so this embodiment is really the the ultimately ultimately the metaphysical agenda of the matrix forces yeah to disembody human beings yes disconnect them from their soul to to prep their vessel their body for their own adverse or cold forces to incarnate and take over. And that's what we see on the mass scale, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So what's really happening, you know, we talked about this before, the trauma installment program. They use trauma, you know, traumatize uh, as entry points. Not only are they net, con they don't want to heal people. That's also on purpose. It's not like necessarily that, you know, like many doctors, therapists, yes, they are, Naive, they're also very conditioned and programmed to the educational system and all of that, what they yes. went through, obviously, right? Mm. But it's done on purpose because uh, they want people on drugs. You know, they don't want they, they want to, don't want to have healthy, embodied uh, citizens because then, you know, people would question more, people would become more sovereign. It's easier to control people if they are traumatized and you put them onto drugs. Yeah, and there's and disconnect also them the, from whole, the, essence. the whole me mainstream medical model is actually broken, in my opinion, you know? It's, it's all, not only it's, broken, I think it's they've done it uh, on purpose yes. to install it, right? Yes, yes. In a sense. And yeah, I mean, there's many things, like I've witnessed this in my own life, seeing people I know, you know, take um, antidepressants and, and, and I mean, all of these are... They just numb the emotions and that's why, because the thing is, is like if you're a sensitive being and you grew up in this world, you're going to be witness to some extreme pathology and suffering. And so unless you have a larger spiritual context to hold that suffering with, it becomes very hard to adapt in that world because you feel like something's wrong with you because you're you're being hurt all the time, you know, but it's actually you just trying to adjust in the in a world that's path pathological. And that's been the hardest thing for me, you know. It's like I think the main thing too if you're on drugs, you know, and you're wanting to get off of them is to develop a better relationship with your own suffering, which is easier said than done. And then also, if you're like me and you're traumatized and you have a high I was basically getting stuck on on, so stuck on hyper anxiety and having panic attacks or stuck on off, getting caught in depressive moods for like months at a time, you know, that it's really important to understand trauma and do research, you know, about the vagus nerve and find ways to relax yourself and, you know, navigate the world in such a way that you're aware of your nervous system responses, because that's what I actually see happening even now, you know. The past world has, the past, uh, sorry, year has stressed out a lot of people and there's a lot of effed up stuff going on in the world, but make sure that you're not responding from your own trauma response to that because that's also not going to help you and it's also not going to help the world. And I know it's really hard right now. It's crazy out there, but there are, you know, things that we can do to regulate our nervous systems. There's a million, there's so much information out there even now that probably wasn't even available when I was in my 20s, you know, on dealing with trauma because um, that's that's the main thing is like anxiety, mental health issues, depression, all the mental health issues have skyrocketed in the past year. And that's not that's not an accident, you know, and it's it's really important, especially for people who do get trapped in the information overload and are always on their screens. I know that when I'm stuck on my screen, it tends to be almost like an anxious trauma loop. Like I'm like my anxiety inside is making me look for, you know, things to be fearful about externally. And then it becomes this vicious cycle, Yeah, you know? Um, that reminds me also like 
what I mentioned before, the agenda to eliminate the soul and to dis to keep people disembodied. So it's not <clears> that <throat> in your experience it's very extreme, obviously, with pharmaceuticals and all of that and, and medication to medicate the population that's that's very obvious. Even in the drinking water, you have Prozac and, and fluoride in it and all yeah, of that. Yeah, and they're even giving dogs like Exactly. I mean I worked I, I worked at an animal hospital. They oh. prescribe Prozac to dogs. Oh. Um, but you know the disembodiment agenda is has happened in more subtle ways or obvious ways which we have also normalized by keep keeping people out of body and head centric. You know, if you're on the internet all day long, on the phone and scrolling, right? Yes. You're disconnected from your body. You're just externally always addicted to information like you mentioned to novelty and that's the danger i see right now like that it became so clear of my experience at the, uh, you know whenever gone nature was even more intense when we saw the grand canyon coming back home and checking social media and, and, and news it's like holy shit this is toxic yes so it's a fine balance to like yes we want to stay aware but like you mentioned so easy for the mind to get hooked on novelty and more information that also keeps us disconnected from our true being yes and then we easier fall into like also a doom and gloom state right yes. and the world is going to shit because you know the i mean as cliche as it is but it's true the best thing you can do for your health is not read or watch the news mm -hmm. right and yeah so we don't want to fall into complete ignorance it's just being more observant that you don't let yourself get sucked into it and become even more disembodied yeah you know? and don't let your life like waste away that way like that's what's happening is like you know we have a lot of people here who are missing their potential for creative self-actualization to be the person that they really are here to be because they're giving their life away to the internet or social media. And I know this more than anyone, by the way. <laughs> like I, I literally learned, like got on the computer when I was 11. So it's like wired into me. You know, I've even like, it's, it's actually why what I'm able to design the courses so well is because it's a literacy for me, this technological literacy. But what I've noticed more and more is that, I mean, it is so critical to take time, to breathe, to feel your feelings, to spend time in it. Whatever regulates your nervous system, it's different for everyone. For me, it's like, you know, trauma exercises, it's yoga. I meditate every single day almost like, and I have been since this whole pandemic happened or scamdemic rather. Um, and that helps me, that helps ground me because what happens is too is every single day, any emotion that you don't process in the present moment that it happened, and this can even go back decades into your life, stays in the body. So we're carrying this backlog of experiences that we have not processed from the past year, from 10 years ago, from our childhood, you know? And so this is what creates this vicious cycle. This is why we end up getting in the same types of situations, same relationships, having the same days over and over because we're carrying the past with us in our bodies. So we need to take little moments throughout the day, whether it's one minute, five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour to just take a moment, feel our emotions and process what happened. Like that's what's happening is that's what if you're not processing what's happened, you're not able to be present. You're not able to be there for be there for the people in your life you know and and you're just carrying a lot of baggage with you and that's what i see in out in the world with you know regular everyday people just carrying their whole traumas and every th single thing that happened with them in their bodies you know and so that's kind of the the greater work that's that's creative solutions if you want to start anchoring your soul you have to start placing your awareness in your body. That's the only place. Like you cannot, like, and it's, yes, when we're reading information, our attention is focused outwards. I'm not saying never read information. I'm just saying that the awareness needs to be um, flipped back into the body, yeah, you know? It, and that's the only way to anchor your soul. That's the only way. You cannot do it through any, whatever astral out-of-body technique because your soul enters in through the heart center, you know? And the thing is, is like, Easy, it's easy, it is easier said than done because the first thing that you're going to come up against is all the pain that you're carrying, all the emotions you haven't processed, even going back decades, you know? And so that's why most people try and avoid the work because it's almost like it's like this huge, messy room that you haven't yeah. touched in in decades. Yeah, that's that's very important to understand because this process of, of soul embodiment to grow the soul, the great work, it's not a walk in the park. It's called the great work for a reason. Yes. And it's not like new age type of just focusing on positive thoughts or just spending time in nature and just or just meditating and which can also be 
if meditation can be as we have talked about be used for disassociation and, and and spiritual bypassing all that but if you're really sincerely engaged in the process of soul embodiment to anchor the soul in your vehicle take take care of, of your body holistically on all levels as we teach in our course the yes. fourfold approach physically emotionally psychologically and spiritually all that what you mentioned that is in the way to anchor the soul to bring the soul forth will come up will need to be conscious of and that's like you men mentioned all our suppressed trauma pain childhood wounds past life stuff will come up yes not necessarily at once but it will it's like the proverbially onion we need to allow ourselves to feel through it all of what we've been suppressed and that's also going back to the agenda with all the pharmaceuticals of all the the modern technology we're being um uh, you know put out of body to avoid all of that and that's how we yeah. easier controlled and you know and they also use temptations right it's it's they go they tag into humanity's weakness of our desire just for pleasure and avoidance of and, pain and, and novelty and yeah. novelty and more and more so yeah it's really important to understand this is process of embodiment it's like ties into basic psychological work shadow work trauma work emotional work emotional yes. intelligence and then matching this also with <clears throat> excuse me with a spiritual aspiration to bring down the divide your relationship to god and the divine because you can also get stuck if you just uh you know, in the tunnel vision of psychology, of just digging in the mud, you end up in childhood. Yes. We need to meet, we have to have this holistic approach of really combining deep um, as somatic, body-centric, psychological work with spiritual work and yes. bringing those two areas together. That's the key point. That's the way out of the matrix right now with everything that's happening, mm -hmm. right? And uh, especially which we also get into right now with the, the current uh, experimental mRNA COVID vaccine, which is also a big, big issue and, and, and ties into the matrix agenda to eliminate the soul. And I have to say too, you know, because obviously, you know, I, I knew my, I hadn't, didn't know, but I had a strong feeling that my own family members would be getting it, at least a few of them, you know. Um, but the, the thing I realized is that they were unhealthy long before they took the vaccine. I think when it comes down to, and I've written about this on, on Facebook, anybody and no judgment but you know no judgment passed on but the way i see it anybody who voluntarily takes this vaccine this experimental vaccine which yes. hasn't even been fully approved by fda just for emergency use you know this literally affects you genetically alters you with all kinds of adverse effects and deaths that already happened but the mainstream media and pharmaceutical industry is suppressing it anybody who takes it must have been already out of body, disconnected from essence, from the inner guidance. Yes. Uh, not somatically intelligent. And I don't care. I see a lot of yoga teachers, body workers, massage therapists, quote-unquote spiritual teachers taking it. And for me, this is true colors are being revealed. It's, it's extremely, in a sense, you can say hypocritic because if you're really in touch with who you truly are, your, your body, your essence, your soul, you would reject that. You would not take it. Yes. Especially based, you know, from a common sense perspective based on a so-called pandemic with a 99.97% survival rate. And it's so, also just... I mean, this is a topic we dive into. Yeah, it's not even just related to embodiment. It's based on common sense. Like for myself, I've as I shared, I had many negative experiences navigating the mainstream medical system. I took the medications that they prescribed to me and I saw huge problems with it. And it actually started with birth control, by the way. I remember when I was a teenager, it was very normal to just be getting birth control, um, you know, to, to make your periods easier. And my hormones went crazy and I was super emotional and I was all over the place. And I was like, whoa, I cannot be on this. This is not helping me. You know, and and interestingly, you know, that's another thing that Christine, I don't know if we mentioned her yet, Christine, Christine Northrup. Northrup. Yeah, Christine Northrup, she's a great gynecologist who's been speaking out against all of this. Um, I posted a video on my Facebook of her talking about women's periods changing, changing cycles because of being around people who have taken the vaccine. And she said something interesting, which I didn't know, which is that a woman is on birth control. So what attracts us to other people is pheromones, that kind of scent of a person, right? But apparently when women are on birth control, they cannot smell those pheromones. And so when women went off birth control, they smelt the pheromones of their partner and realized suddenly they were not actually attracted to that person. So, so on basically what you're saying also, women on... Uh 
birth control also get attracted to the wrong mate. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right. And there's all sorts of, I mean, anyone who's like studied alternative medicine knows the issues with birth control have been yeah. happening for a while. So I heard, I heard that some women just take birth control because it helps their with their skin, skin or and acne. Sorts, yeah, this is all the things that they, they, sell, they, they sell people, you know. Um, so anyway, what I'm trying to say is there's been many medications that have been introduced to the market which we've found have been harmful later you know and now and and they're being normalized and anyone also who has some level of intelligence even in the psychiatric industry psych, psych you know knows the harm that antidepressants can cause so now all of a sudden we have this experimental medical treatment that we just got And people are just expected to trust it blindly, which is just, to me, it's just pure stupidity because anyone who understands the medical system knows that there's been problems with many of these mainstream medicines that have been studied and people still take over time. So why are we not allowed to ask questions about this one? Yeah. And not only that, there's also another problem with the vaccine has become a cultural trend because of a mainstream mm. market, marketing, marketing trend. Yes. yes, exactly. It's a cultural It's a cultural thing. It, it, it's a trend now. It's like, okay, yeah, take the vaccine. I'm going to post it on Facebook. I'm a good person. I'm doing my part. It's like, no, you're taking an experimental medical treatment and you're bragging about it because you want to shame others who are not taking it in yeah. some subtle people way. people are deeply conditioned because they think, oh, I'm going to take it. They also desperately want to get back you, to normal, right? And, can, and let's just flip it around. Can you imagine that when I was taking antidepressants, for me to go on social media and be like, I'm a happier person compared to all these <laughs> sad true. people because I'm taking I'm taking Selexa now, you know? Like, right. that's the kind of thing. And, you, and, and even just, I, I posted about a joke about this, but even just the other day, I was taking a dog for a walk and this guy was petting Leo and we were making small talk with him. And he asked me off, like, have you taken the, have you taken the, the shot yet? And I was like, You know, like it's like that's Who a normal that guy. That's a normal question to ask a stranger, you know, like asking people personal medical questions as well. You know, and I, and and at this point also, yeah, you know, could, there's like, all sorts of smear. You, you didn't you didn't finish it like with your response. Oh, my joke. The joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't yeah. want to get into that, but it just it's, it's it's inappropriate to ask people these questions number yeah. one. And number two, it's like, it's a marketing campaign. And the fact that people cannot see that, there's literally people who have been offered payment in order to take the vaccine and post about on social yeah, media. One Influencers. Woman, this, this model influencer, actually, yes. I'll give her credit, uh, on Instagram, got, came out that, I don't know who, was it the pharmaceutical industry, actually, or somebody? I don't, she didn't Somebody, say but she got an offer. A couple thousand dollars. Thousands of dollars if she would take the vaccine and post a selfie video about it yes because yeah. that's i mean for people who don't know you know even my instagram i don't use it i don't use it really much anymore at all because of many problems i have with instagram but um but you i get emails all the time of people wanting to pay me to promote their product on my instagram so yeah, this is like a normal thing yeah. like there's like many companies who do that but okay but anyway i just want to also touch on another thing too as well is that You know, something I've learned from actually Dana Redger, an astrologer uh, recently, is that we are basically at the end of this Piscean age and we're entering the Aquarian age astrologically. Um, and so what happens near the end of the age is the age tends to take on the qualities of the polarity point of the age that we're in. So since we're in the age of Pisces, we are taking on the qualities of Virgo, which is about It is about health, it is about service, it is about developing humility, and it's about developing pur purification on a more evolutionary level, you know. But also Virgo is very well known for being um, neurotic. neurotic about health to like, and that's what you're seeing right now. It's like you have people who even the other day I posted on our Telegram channel, people are like, there's this new mental illness of people who are compulsively washing their hands and compulsively sanitizing things developed because of COVID. So you see this neurotic approach to health, which is actually not even healthy at all, kind of reaching its maximum. But the opposite side of the coin, which is kind of leads to the title of this podcast, is holistic health is about to be booming even more than it's ever booming before. People, like, if people have not been caring about their health now, now is the opportunity to do so, you know, for multiple reasons, not just because of the COVID pandemic, because we live in a very unhealthy Western culture, generally speaking, and there's a lot to be improved there. There's a ton of room for improvement. So that's kind of what I see as a general overall yeah. theme, is you have the pathology of this Virgo 
uh, energy with people compulsively being neurotic about germs and sanitizing and wiping everything down, which is just like literally insanity, you know? And then on the opposite side, you have holistic health, which is going to be coming to attention because I learned myself, like I actually had to heal myself because there was not anyone around me, at least at the time, who was able to help me. So I had to figure it all out myself. And that's actually been the product of what we put into our courses. It's like, okay, I've done all sorts of things on myself. And this is what I feel is a program that work that can work for people, at least in the 10-week container, you know. And that's, I'm sure, what you've had to do as well. Like, we've had to figure it out on our own, how to be healthy, how to be, how yeah, to live no, a absolutely. vibrant life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last, I've, I've rewritten this about the Facebook, on Facebook at some point too. I mean, uh, the so-called healthcare, you know, even if it's going to be free in this socialistic nightmare this country is apparently moving into, I don't even want it for free no. because it's not healthcare. It is disease care. Yes. It is uh, purposely keep people sick. And I want to put this now, what you just uh, shared of everything into the, into the bigger context picture of the matrix agenda to eliminate the soul and all of that, because it's been going on for hundreds and thousands of years, really. And it's now we are in the end game. And it ties into eugenics and depopulation. So they really, I've, I've written an article about it. They want to kill off the majority of, of, of the population, the psychopathic elite. Because we have to understand, like we project so much uh, our own soul potential into people that run the world who do not, couldn't care less about us, who have no conscience, right? Who see yes. us little, uh, literally just as commodities, as resources to be used or disposed if 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 we're not if there are too many of us as it's happening right now and that's the long term agenda of this experimental uh, vaccine which will we see the the negative effects not just even now they're happening already but 5 to 10 years from now yeah. you know that's with the nanoparticles and all the stuff that uh, the way it activates it's literally a, a bioweapon and i want to uh, talk about this more deeper also in the second hour as well um, but you know, in light of everything you shared, and um, and in light of the topic of of the podcast, the agenda to eliminate the soul, I want to go back to Rudolf Steiner mm -hmm. and this really profound quote uh, from a talk he gave in 1917 in Donau, Germany. And then just to uh, FYI, because some people say, "Oh, this is a fake quote. This is falsely translated." I've verified it with the original text of that uh, lecture uh, in German. So it's a correct translation and it's a correct quote. So he goes, again, remember 1917. He says, the time will come and it may not be far off when quite different tendencies will come up at a Congress like the one held in 1912. Uh, in reference in 1912, a science called eugenics was established in London. And people will say, it is pathological for people to even think in terms of spirit and soul. Sound people will speak nothing but will speak of nothing but the body. It will be considered a sign of illness for anyone to arrive at the idea of any such thing as a spirit or a soul. People who think like that will be considered to be sick and be, can be quite sure of it. A medicine will be found for this to cure the sickness that you have a soul. Mm -hmm. At Constantinople, the spirit was made non-existent. The soul will be made non-existent with the aid of a drug. Taking a sound point of view, people will invent a vaccine to influence the organism as early as possible, preferably as soon as it is born, so that this human body never even gets the idea that there is a soul and a spirit. The two philosophies of life will be in complete opposition. One movement will need to reflect how concepts and ideas may, de may be developed to meet the reality of, of soul and spirit, that's really the embodiment process and holistic health. The others, the hearers of modern materialism, will look for the vaccine to make the body, quote, healthy. That is, makes its constitution such that the body no longer talks of such rubbish as soul and spirit, but takes, quote, sound, a sound view of the forces which live in engines and in chemistry and that planets and sun arise from nebula in the cosmos. Materialistic physicians will be asked to drive the soul out of humanity. End quote. Rudolf yes. Steiner, 1917. And that's really uh, confirms everything else we just talked about. Yes. That's really the agenda. What Also from the occult perspective, because I also want to add that, that he also talked, uh, what I've written about in, in various articles and many others have talked about as well, the end agenda from the occult hyperdimensional perspective is to prime our bodies, to disconnect them, to detach our soul spirit so they can use 
our bodies as incarnational opportunities to be possessed really by demonic hostile forces. And um, I want to add another quote from Rudolf Steiner from the same same talk, um, where he talks about uh, these what he calls aremanic demonic powers. Um, Humanity is facing a destiny where the body may be filled with aramanic demonic powers. So we have to add to what I said yesterday about the future development. There will be pe- there will be people in the future who are Tom, Dick, and Harry in ordinary life, which is something determined by social circumstances. But the bodies will be empty to such an extent that a powerful aramanic demonic spirit can live in them. One will be meeting aramanic demons. Human beings will not be what they appear to be. The individual person will be deep down inside and outwardly one will get a totally different picture. So that ties obviously in another topic of organic portals, soulless humans. And what we're seeing right now, you see even people who are like deeply conditioned, brainwashed or caught in the the medical mafia cartel and and especially with this vaccine. And as you see all the selfies you talked about of people getting the vaccine, when you look into their eyes like something else, has taken them over. They are not themselves anymore, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it reminds me of, of 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 Jesus. What Jesus said, you know, forgive them for forgive them for they don't know what they do. Yes. right. It's completely it's also mechanical like, driven. Yeah, it's also just a consensus state, right? It's like most people find a lot of security going along with the status quo, going along with the herd because it does provide you security. Like we, when every time we speak out about these things, I mean just the amount of attacks we've gotten. It's like, it's, it's a very yeah, insecure we, position to think for yourself, to make decisions for yourself, to go against exactly. the herd. It takes, it, it. honestly, you have to even have a certain level of kind of soul strength in order to go through such a process, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, and, and it's just, it's it's the herd. It's the mainstream conditioning as well. So we can, maybe we can talk more about that in the second hour. Yeah. So yeah, let's finish. This is uh, time went by fast. So in the second hour, I want to definitely let's talk to more about about wait, the vaccine in itself. I also want to give you know holistic solutions. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, on a basic level, and I'm just speaking from experience. You know, um, the physical body needs to be dealt with first. Yes. So clean diet. You know, preferably getting off any medications that you can get off. And I'm just throwing out things that worked for me. I'm not giving any health advice, any medical advice, but I'm just saying that you want to have the body clear, you know? And that's that took me a long time personally because I was taking drugs that literally I felt got into my bones, you know? Yeah. So that's the first thing, basic physical health, you know? Exercise, mind-body routine, yoga, qigong, whatever works for you, you know? That's the best, and, and then finding a diet that works for you. And then the emotional body, that's the next step. That takes the longest. So, you know, getting in touch with your body and your emotions, understanding trauma. Majority of us have been traumatized, developing a better relationship with your nervous system, developing greater resilience and being able to feel difficult emotions, grieving the past, grieving all the things that didn't happen, getting off the screen so that you can bring your awareness back into your body and your emotional body. And then spiritually, you know, finding some sort of framework, some sort of higher power that you can connect to and that can give you a larger sense of meaning in life is extremely important. In fact, that can actually take you out of a very dark place, yeah. that alone. Um, and so that's just basic things. But And, and I also really feel, you know, um, what I see in the world, probably more than any other problem is chronic stress, chronic emotions that are not being processed, chronic agitated nervous systems. So nervous system health is of critical importance these days. This past year, you know, has been extremely hard for many of us, if not pretty much all of us, you know. And so learning like, what is the state of my nervous system? Am I, what's my baseline? Like what I even recently discovered is my baseline of of my nervous system activation was actually pretty anxious, you know? And so I've been working on that intentionally, but that takes that body awareness. And to be honest, I feel like also the physical health needs to be handled first because if your physical body is weak and you haven't figured out how to, you know, um, live in such a way that you feel vibrant and strong through the food you eat, through the amount of exercise you get, 
then it, sometimes it can be even hard to get into the more subtle emotions. That's why yeah, we talked about this, remember, in our last podcast interview with Eve Lorgan, we had a great talk with her. We talked also about some of the topics we're sharing here. Yes. Um, she also, especially in order, before we can dive deeper, deeper shadow work and do trauma work, you need to be at a very a certain level of physical health to engage in this deeper work. And physical well. health also, by the way, does include like, you know, where you live. Do you live in a safe place? Yes. Because... And this is a huge thing. I mean, we may be in the second hour, but if you are in a place that your body does not recognize as being safe, i.e. you don't know where you're going to live next, i.e. you're in a very unsafe relationship, i.e. Yeah. your roommate is a totally toxic person, you know, it will be very hot. Your nervous system will be activated for a good reason because you're not in a safe situation. So the most important critical thing, it's like the bottom of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is like, Am I in a place that my body can relax yeah. in? And then you can do deeper work, you know, because I know for myself too, by the way, you know, just speaking from experience when I was traveling around a lot, trying to like heal my trauma, moving to different countries and whatnot, like my body could not fully relax. Actually, the deeper trauma work, um, the deeper trauma integration came when I knew that I was in a place that felt safe. Yeah. So, Yeah, you know, when it comes down to if, if, if as I was listening to, you know, what to do on the basic foundational level, that the solutions are actually simpler than we think it is. Yes. It's just really it's just elimination. It's just uh, a lot of it is just eliminating stuff out of your life, yes. simplifying. You know, being more grounded and also, you know, like you mentioned, relationship. Who do you surround yourself? Who are your friends? Now is the time also to really to connect to your tribe who are on the same page. Mm -hmm. This is not the time trying to convince others. You know, a lot of people cannot be reached anymore by reason and facts and, and common sense anymore at all. Yes. We have to understand that there's a splitting happening of humanity, which we'll also be talking about in the second hour. You know, so that, that's that's really the key uh, on multi on multi dimensional levels, but really it comes down with the physical foundation on yeah. you know before uh, to make the right choices for your body. Because again, the key point is again when we look at the title, the agenda eliminate the soul. We need to take care of the body because the body is your vehicle for quote ascension. The exactly. body needs to hold the soul integrated, so you need to have a healthy body on yes. all levels, and that's why they have been trying to destroy the body, trying to destroy health, trying um, to. Uh, Make holistic health illegal, holistic, you know, even uh, and assassinating holistic doctors and all of that, you know, to keep ourselves disembodied. And you know, the the body's being poisoned not just through pharmaceuticals or GMO food we eat, but also, you know, you get more into geoengineering, chemtrails, Wi-Fi radiation, EMF to keep us head hunting. And that ties into also the dawn of transhumanism to merge man with machine. But the agenda is to drive out spirits so they can as even Rudolf Steiner talked about, to use our bodies, our vessels as incarnational opportunities. And the the way to get out of it, the way out of the matrix to transcend it, the best effect you have on the world is the process of embodiment, is that inner work to connect to soul essence, to connect to divine essence, to bring God into the picture as well, yes. to anchor the soul within, because ultimately the soul itself cannot be destroyed. They can try to remove it as much as, as possible from your body yeah but it cannot be destroyed so so but the antidote can, is really to anchor it within yourself yeah. through the great work and you but you can get it back in and i know that from experience exactly. I mean, it's, you know it's, it's almost it's, like i through my own healing journey my soul definitely separated from my body for a period and then when the soul comes back in like there's an immense amount of grieving that needs to happen yeah. as well. So that's what people are. That's what people are also. There's pain involved. There's a lot of pain involved. Yeah. It, depending on how much trauma you went through, I know for myself, you know, and I actually had this amazing experience. My first ayahuasca ceremony, I just like sobbed for hours because that's how painful it is. Yeah. And that's and that's the great work, you know. It's not an easy path but it's worth it. People want more conscious relationships in their lives. They want to feel more connected. They want to feel more inspired. This is the way. Yeah. Excellent. So then, yeah, in the second, I want to go deeper into the vaccine itself, right? Um, we purposely don't talk too much in the first hour because who knows if it gets censored and whatnot. So we want to talk about this mRNA vaccine, how it affects people, how it also very interestingly uh people are affected by people who have been vaccinated. So that's a very interesting story here, which we already heard from what you shared with the women's regular cycles, infertility or miscarriages, and even women who have been around vaccinated people dealt with the same symptoms. And that goes deeper from there. And again, what is the way out? How it affects differently, which bases on your individual soul embodiment or frequency resonance vibration, as I like to call it. And, uh, and, you know, going deeper in, into 
the necessary solutions and what we can do about it. Um, which is most important, like not just pointing out what's wrong, but what is the way out. Uh, again, if you're not a member, uh, to have access to the second hour and you want to support us, we'd really appreciate it to sign up to our, the membership at my website, veilofreality.com. It will give you access to all the second hours of all podcasts, including the membership forum. And um, I think by the time, uh, do we still have some spots left on our course? When are you going to release this? Tomorrow? We're going to release it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. by the time we release it, we have maybe literally like three or four spots left for only yeah less than that so yeah. we do have like a couple left um we have we start the pre-work week on may um, 3rd may 3rd yeah so there is a couple spots left so yeah you can if you want to go through our holistic health program with us for um, the approach of, of embodied soul awakening for a limited group uh, over 10 weeks uh, more information on my website under courses and it's by application only you can find the application link there and with that being said see you in the second hour <laughs> <laughs>